Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. We will be reading from the book Made for This by Jenny Allen. And Kay, today we're going to talk about threads of places. Could you read the Bible verse, please? I will. Uh, Genesis 39.2 The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Place is so important to our purpose. It determines the environment that nourishes us and the people we come into contact with. Our gifts are perfectly suited for a place and time. So what about your place? There's no escaping this question if we're going to look at purpose. Do we stay in our place or do we need to go? I want to share something about, I. Um, this actually happened in Columbus and I forgot about this and I saw it on the news again last night. There was a young lady who was struggling. She had ovarian cancer and she was put on Oxycontin and all of that. So she was then abusing and once it's, she just got addicted and once the doctor wouldn't write any more prescriptions, she went to the streets. So it was destroying her life. And what I want to say, it is so important, the environment that you stay around. She had a couple girls. Um, The father had left. So she, the mother, the mother helped her. And she did go to a facility and was doing very well. Then wherever, oh, this guy reached out to her on Facebook and started making her feel good. You're beautiful. And after one date, he never left her sight again. Big red flag. She couldn't do anything without him anymore. And come to find out, he had this long, huge record of all kinds of abuses and everything. So what he did is he wanted control over her. So he started giving her drugs to where she fell back in to needing these. And so the mother took the girls because she didn't want them around him. And he was very... um, He knew what to say. He knew how to say it. Even the police said that he just said everything up in a row so she would have to depend on him. Well, they got into a fight and she was going back into recovery. She had had enough. And he called her and said, I'll take you. So instead of taking her to recovery, they pull into a gas station because they get in a fight and I think she might have threw soda or something in his face. She gets out. She sits down. He goes to his truck, takes a gas can, pours it over her head and lights her on fire. It was heartbreaking. I've never seen any human being looked this bad. She was burned over 80% of her body. And you don't even survive that. Right. 
okay? She survived. She's not living now, but she survived for a while. She was able to talk because he told the police that she spilt gas on herself and then she wanted him to light her cigarettes and when he did that then it she caught on fire but the good thing about cameras especially since it was by an atm machine it literally played out the whole thing so the cop went into the room and said we see what you did your story isn't what you're telling us so she was finally able to talk and she could answer and go shake her head up and down and move. And, and he said, did he pour the gasoline on you? And she said, yes, he did. Did he light you on fire? And she did her head like this. Yes, he did. So then when they found the footage, it confirmed her story over his story. It was just terrible because... When you meet people and they tell you how beautiful you are and how much they love you and they won't leave your side, he never left her again after the first date. 24-7 he was around her. That right there is not good. Not good at all. There, you just That should be a big red flag that he's very possessive. Okay? He didn't... He. He was going to lose control of her again because she was, she had had enough. She was going into recovery. She loved her girls and this and that. And he set her on fire. I just want to tell everybody, you need to be careful, especially when you're lonely. We all get lonely. And if somebody says one nice thing to us, we melt. And we think, wow, God, thanks a lot. Well, it's not from God. It's from Satan trying to destroy you. And what she said, she said, when he set me on fire and I knew I was going to die, I said, God, please forgive me for all of my sins and take care of my daughters. God, please forgive me. I want to go to heaven with you. So... I'm thankful that that's where she is. But what this lady had to endure, if you would just have seen her in the hospital and how long she she lived, but she was able to put him away. Never is the dead person able to say, you know, anything. But the cops were hoping that she stayed alive long enough to where they could get enough information from her. I was just shocked again watching this last night and it was in Gahanna, actually, down in Columbus and it was just it was just terrible. Just be careful when you're out there, especially if you have an addiction and somebody wants to come in and help you and I'm you just be careful of what you get what you get messed up in and in who you're around it does matter it does matter who you're around it does yes the God's word tells us to be careful of the company that you keep yeah Satan can come in that quick and destroy your life and kill you but I was so thankful she was able to call out to God and ask for forgiveness 
and she wanted to be with God. And she said, please take care of my girls. I know I'm going to die and forgive me. And I'm just thankful. A lot of people do not get the chance because they keep pushing God off, pushing him off, pushing him off. And if you die instantly, you're done. You're totally done. If you are not a child of God, you're going to hell. And that's the truth. And that's the truth. That's what it is. Okay. Some of you have jobs. Thank you. Uh-huh. I lost my place. So did I. <laughs> some of you have jobs you hate and will be called to stay. And some of you have jobs you love and God will call you to go. The paradigm of a believer is holistically different than that of a person without God. Without a living God, you get to be your own God. With a living God who works for eternal purposes... He gets to use us however he pleases. Be there. Let's start with what we can know. Our mission is to know God and make him known. We understand at least a glimpse of the story of God through scripture. We know we are to love without warrant every person God puts in our paths. And we're to love God more than anything Those two are so important. Love every single person God puts in your path, whether it's on the street, a gas station, grocery store, whatever, wherever, whoever, and never love anyone more than you love God. I did that and my life was, I'm not going to say destroyed, but it was messed up for a long time. Detour. <laughs> yeah, big detour there. <laughs> You'll remember that though we may not know God's specific detailed will for us, 99% of being in the will of God is being wholly willing to be in the will of God. He is quiet and completely wise in his timing of revealing his will. Most of you reading this have enough opportunity for ministry right under your noses for which you never need to move or change a thing. In Austin, there is a bumper sticker floating around that says, Life is too short to live in Dallas. (laughs) Austinites think it's funny. Here's my version for our purposes today. Life is too short to spend much time worrying about where on this planet you should be. As Jim Elliott, the great missionary, then martyr, said, wherever you are, be all there. We live in a space in history where job changes, moves, and relocations are within reason and perfectly acceptable. So rather than to be paralyzed with fear that you may move when you should have stayed or you may stay when you should have moved, pray and commit your ways to the Lord and then go do something. God asks us into his will like a loving dad in a swimming pool asking his little child to jump. Whether that child jumps really far or barely scoots on his bottom into the pool, that dad will move to catch him. So don't be afraid. God's will is moving. And if we will jump, his will is going to catch us. Let him be God Move on with what you know and quit overanalyzing what you don't. Do not be anxious about anything, but in 
everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Joseph did this so beautifully. God had shown him that he would do awesome things. And rather than worry about being stuck in prison or as a slave in Potiphar's house, Joseph did great things wherever he was. Do great works wherever you are. Likewise, do not be afraid to go or afraid to stay. We line up our lives in order of splendor or impact or performance, but... God is after his glory. In heaven, even the most adventurous missionaries among us won't be rewarded because of their location on earth. They will be rewarded for their obedience and faithfulness. And those who spent most of their lives in cubicles and driving suburbans and carpool lines will be standing beside them receiving similar crowns. It's not our place. It's what we do in our places. Joseph had a determination that is missing in our generation. Not to put too fine a point on it, but I think we're a bunch of wimps. (laughs) In general, we try our best to avoid difficult work. But when Joseph was in slavery and in prison, he picked up the mop and said, Okay, I'm going to work with this. I'm going to make the best of this. That's powerful. It's very powerful. With no explanation from God, As to why his life was in ruin, he made a choice to be a kick-butt slave. He was awesome. He gave life to it without any entitlement, without any complaining. He did so well that he was first promoted to running his owner's home and later to leading the prison. For Joseph, his fulfillment took determination and a conscious choice. He gave everything he had to serve well, even as a slave and a falsely accused inmate. So if we know that no place, no job, no marriage, no child is going to perfectly fulfill us, we can choose to quit fighting for happiness and start fighting for God's glory. It takes a determination every day to trust him while you're still in your place. Okay, and our respond... Lay each place before God. How might he be moving you to act within or outside of these places? How can you be more open to his leading? In your work, school, neighborhood, dorm, or social media. From what you have studied this week, what is true about your places? Do you feel insignificant? How could you leverage your gifts or scars in these places? Move in what you know and quit overanalyzing what you don't. How could these words apply to your life and your places? What is your view of work and how is it shaped by culture? How does it need to change to align with God's view? Okay, what do you want him to read and reflect on next week? So look back at Genesis 39 and read Genesis 40. Name Joseph's places in Genesis 39 and 40. Describe the amount of control Joseph had over his circumstances jobs and home in these decades of his life. In the description of the time when Joseph was enslaved and then in prison, describe what you see about his work ethic, concern for people, attitude towards God, using his gifts, view of waiting, which we 
all hate. (laughs) (laughs) Study the initiative Joseph takes in these settings. What do you learn as you watch him take initiative? Still one of my favorite stories. Well, okay, we're going to end it there. And next week we're going to be talking about jumping into place. So I want to thank everyone for stopping by. Please be careful of the company you keep. Have a blessed week.